Anna, we are back. Yes, we're back. Oh, blah, I'm blah, so blah, excited blah. to be back. Um, you are hearing this episode only a week after. I know. Can we you believe how productive some, we've been? We well, two weeks in a row. Two weeks in a row. Oh, I mean, rolling. you know, I um, I am very proud of us. And you know, I just want to say, Anna, I think I listened to that podcast back when we were at work, and. I, I love us. I just think, you know, I, I, if, I love us too. Self-love, am I right? I was going to say that if if we were a podcast, I would definitely listen to us, but... Uh, we are a podcast. We are a podcast, so, you know. Let's talk film bitches. going to be trending soon. Oh, please. Let us get famous. Number one on the podcast. Let's go. Okay. Yes. Shall we, um, shall we jump right in? Shall we roll the track? Let's go straight in. Let's do it. Let's do it. Here it comes. Let's talk. Boom. Bitches. Oh my god. <laughs> what? How did you say that? Robert Pattinson is so fat. Sorry. <laughs> I don't know what to say. <laughs> With Neve. So, Anna, we have had a little chat and we've decided to come up with a new segment. You came up with a great name for it just a mere few seconds ago. ago. Can you tell everyone what it will be called? So, our new segment in the podcast will be coming before Pick of the Week and it will be called Scene Shuffle. Scene Shuffle. So, basically, Anna and I have decided that we're just going to choose something random to talk about. Um, obviously, it's to do with film at the at the start of the obviously, podcast. Yes. Um, just to to kind of let you guys know a wee bit more about us, kind of our our film choices, things like that. And we've got a really exciting exactly. one today. This was Anna's idea. Um, we are going to rank our top ten films of twenty twenty two because far. it's halfway through the year. You know. Yes. So, so since it's is now July. Uh, there has been six months passed between two, January 1st and June 31st for uh, any of you are not mathematicians that's how time and days work <laughs> so we have decided to rank the well at first I decided to rank like the five worst films and the five best films of 2022 but it turns out I've been so busy I've only seen 10 movies <laughs> that have come out in 2022 so instead we're going to be doing I'm going to rank I don't know about you but I'm going to rank the films I've seen this year. I'm also going to rank. I looked on Wikipedia all the films that come out this year and I have seen 13 films. Um, so I've chosen okay. the top 10. I've decided not to rank Lightyear, Minions and Scream. Because I saw Scream at the very start of the year. Oh, and wow. Okay. Just seen Minions and just seen Lightyear, obviously. And obviously I don't want to spoil anything for what we might uncover later yeah, about okay. Lightyear. So, yes. Um, uh, also... I think it's best if we don't have any spoilers for these 10 movies. Yes, this is good. Like 10 of the biggest movies. So, exactly. Let's jump okay. right in. Shall we start with your number 10, Anna? What will it be? Number 10. Coming in at number 10. You all know it. It's Sonic the Hedgehog. <laughs> no! Why? I'm oh so, my... I hate this film. It haunts me at night. Oh my goodness, wait. I've missed Sonic 2. 1, 2, 3, 4, 5, 6, 7, 8, 9, 10. I've not got Sonic 2 in my ranking. Woo! 
Oh no, I need to add it in. Right, okay, I'll, I'll add it in. Oh my god. Number right. so, one. Sonic. Oh my god. <laughs> okay, my worst film so far of 2022 has to be the Disney Plus release and reboot of Cheaper by the Dozen. Ooh, that okay. film, I love the Cheaper by the Dozen films. They were a real staple in my family when I was younger. We used to watch them all the time. I think they're hilarious. They're golden. You can't touch them. Oh my God, this was absolutely rubbish. Who's, who's in this Cheaper by the Dozen film? Um, oh, the, the dad was really annoying. The dad was really... And they were trying to be like really like forcibly woke. Do you know what I mean? Oh, like it was, I hate that. It was just, that. it was just like really cheesy and like, like just, like awful. Like it just did not, like, yeah. oh, it just, it just it, was rubbish. Unsurprising. Well, surprisingly, that uh, forcing to be woke leads me into my number nine spot, Ooh. which is Jurassic World Dominion. Ooh. Because this film is awful. I'm sorry. I just, I just have to say it. This is a rubbish. But Ellie Sattler, who is from the original Jurassic Park that you saw like yeah. a couple of weeks ago. Mm-hmm. What, she's, one of the lines, one of her lines is, they're talking about Ian Malcolm and Ellie Sattler's relationship because they had like a spark in the first film. Mm-hmm. And, they're, and Ellie Sattler was like, oh yeah, I guess he just slid into my DMs. Oh and I, I physically God. cringed in the cinema. I'm not joking. It was awful. Oh my! Just the, oh my God! And the film just does not get better than that. And that's saying something. I haven't heard good things. But do you know what I do like? I do like the adverts. At least at the View, you know the advert that I hate that I spoke about on like the very first podcast, and it's like the um, turn off your phone advert where it's like. Oh yeah, the one know. where it's like yeah yeah yeah. I yeah, know. and the Gotham City Hall is in it and stuff. They've added dinosaurs into the background of it. So now, Ooh. when you go to the view, there is like little dinosaurs in the back, and at the end, like a big dinosaur rips through the screen. That is the only thing that I actually like about anything about that film, even though I haven't seen it. But um, yeah, Chris nice. Pratt, obviously, if you listen to the last podcast, we hate Chris Pratt here at Let's Talk Film Bitches. Okay. <laughs> Chris my, Pratt is awful in this film. My number nine film was Bob's Burgers, the movie. Ooh, I just saw that that is coming to Disney Plus soon. It must be, I yeah. Well, so, D- yeah. Bob's Burgers is on Disney Plus, and Bob's Burgers has been one of my comfort shows for like such a long time. When I have I never was, seen a single episode of Bob, Bob's Burgers. We need to watch it. We need to watch it because it's really good, and the special, like, it's it's really good at what it does. Um, I love the the animation style and everything, and I used to watch it every morning when I was putting on my huge eyeliner. It's oh, I'm skill. So I used to sit <laughs> at my windowsill in my room and draw like a whole episode of drawing on these big are you kidding <laughs> no no i'm not kidding okay, good. yeah I'm i was gonna kidding. say like even it doesn't take me that long to put on the eyeliner yeah. <laughs> um so yeah it was it was it just didn't it was very predictable that's all i'll say it was very predictable i they tried to like incorporate well each episode of balls burgers has a musical number in it and they're really good but these ones just felt not quite right to me um and the whole film just felt a wee bit flat for me Um, and there's definitely better films on this list and it's not that it's a bad film it's probably like a two and a half star three star film but it's it's um the other films on this are better so 
Yeah, that's that, a lot of these films that I'm getting to. Like, they're good films, and I like them. But there's just some other films that just completely blow out of the water. Yeah, true. You but know. number eight, number eight is my list. Is my last uh, bad film, and it is Uncharted with Tom Holland. Ah, uh, see, Have I, you seen Uncharted? I liked Uncharted. I was actually, th- I was actually going to add it to my list, but then I didn't think that it came out this year for some reason. It wasn't on the Wikipedia. Maybe I just missed it, but it, oh. it must have done. Yeah, it did. It's just, I feel like Tom Holland was seriously miscast in the Nathan. Nathan is that the character? Yeah, name? I was like, okay, he is like the the goodest boy in the yeah. world. Like, I think he's a yeah. bit too nice to be playing that that character. Exactly. Even and though I, I haven't played any of the video games, so like I wouldn't know the original story. Me neither. But I. It just feels so unoriginal and so like it's been done before. Some yeah. of the action scenes were cool. Like the helicopter scene was cool. That they had at the start and then they cut back to later on in the film. Yeah, uh-huh. That was my favourite bit of the film. And I liked the I liked the pirate ship bit. I do have to say that. I thought I do not remember the pirate ship bit. Is that not what they're going I'm sure to? it was. Is that not what they're going to? They go to a big pirate ship. They're looking this, for this this is a testament to how much I Like, how is that how not what they get to in the end and then someone's trying to Because it's it's not Daniel Radcliffe. Maybe. No. No, I'm I'm mixing up. I'm mixing up number six on my list with that. Oh, okay. But I'm sure that the pirate Daniel ship, Radcliffe. I'm sure that the pirate ship is in that one, and then it's like flying in the air. Is it not? That does sound familiar. I'm sure it is. Hang on, right? You. Yes. Hang on. I will. I will look okay. that up while you are talking about your number seven film. My number okay. eight film was Doctor Strange. Well, my number seven film is Doctor Strange, so we can talk about that together. I just... It was just such a letdown for me. Um, I did like the horror aspects of it. That's that's the only reason yeah. why it gets a wee bit uh, moving towards the halfway point in my list. Mm-hmm. But I genuinely was, like, so disappointed. And I really think Marvel's mm-hmm. taken a fall. Like, it's really dropped off since Endgame. It, you know, and I, I was yeah. saying to Millie the other day when we were watching TV... No, we were in, we were in the cinema doing our second watch of Lightyear and an advert for Miss Marvel came on and I was like, I have no interest to watch this. Like, WandaVision was peak and I think it worked as a TV show because it was portraying a TV show. These other TV shows are just... I've seen Falcon Winter Soldier, Loki, What If, Hawkeye. So that's what I'm basing it off of. And I feel like the pacing is really off. Yeah. It is. It's just, it's a six hour movie, but they don't splice it up very well. No, they Um, just don't work at all. I think WandaVision was the only, like, and I remember how it Because it it was based on TV shows, so it worked in the TV format. Exactly, it did, exactly. I just, I just have no interest in watching it. I have no want to watch Moon Knight or Miss Marvel. No. The only reason I would watch Miss Marvel is to get caught up for Miss the Marvels, which is coming out at some point I don't even know when it's coming out yeah I'm not even like sometimes I'm just like maybe they should have just stopped after Endgame like yeah a certain point because I think with something like Marvel it's quite nice to like have it come to an end and just exactly once you've done something good with it and you're like okay we've made a lot of people happy and we don't want to spoil a legacy. Like, fair enough. I love Black Widow and I think it's a great film. I think it was a nice added prequel to that. I think they ended with Black Widow. 
that have worked. If they ended with No Way Home, maybe. Eternals did not need to happen. Or Shang-Chi. Because, like, I, when, when are they coming back? Do you know what? I did, like... I have to say... I have to say... I know I'm dissing Marvel, but I had forgotten about... I'm thinking mostly about the TV shows. But I loved Shang-Chi and I loved Eternals. Yeah. But, again, I don't really see, like... During phase, phases one to four, like, it felt really... Wait, no, we're in phase four now. One Dur- to three. During one to three, everything felt really entwined and there was, like, really monumental moments, like... Exactly. You know, the the box office debut of Endgame will forever go down in history as something oh, special. Yeah. And you, I feel like our generation will always remember where they were when they watched Endgame, who they watched it with, and mm-hmm. how they felt because it was such a big event. Do you know what I mean? Yeah. And I feel like all those other films that are coming after are kind of undermining it. Yeah. In a sense. Yeah, it's like... Like, yeah, it's just... I'm not interested in the new Captain America... They really, like, didn't get me excited for the multiverse after Doctor Strange, especially with America Chavez. Oh, my God. I just... America Chavez is probably my least favorite character in the entire MCU. Because <laughs> she's gay, right? I hate her. <laughs> is she gay? <laughs> um, she's gay in the comics. Well, I think that's why she has the pride badge on, is it not? Or is that just to support her mums? What, what the... F- <laughs> that is not representation. I'm sorry. <laughs> Well, I just, I just think that like sometimes you're better off just saying, "Wow, this was this was a nice project while it lasted," and you need to say goodbye to things. It's the same. You know what? This actually does tie in with what we're going to talk about with Lightyear today, and I'll come back to that talking about the end of a franchise and what that means for the studio and its fans. But um, yeah, so my number eight was Doctor Strange, or number seven was Doctor Strange. Yes. My number seven was The Lost City. Now, I've never seen The Lost City, but I've seen it advertised. It's, Is it um, any good? So, I was getting it confused with... What, what it, was it about? So, basically, this... Oh, I can't even remember her job, but she's someone... No, she's an author, and she's struggling to write her book. And then the model for the cover of her books, Channing Tatum, is like oh, I'm this hero guy, I'm this hero guy. And then they go on this, like, mission. Like, Daniel Radcliffe offers her to go on this mission with him to find something that she writes about in her book. It's basically just, like, another Indiana Jones comedy spin-off. Like, uh, okay. Do you know yeah. what I mean? But that's why I was getting confused with Daniel Radcliffe, because it was, like, a comic villain. Do you know what I mean? Who was the villain yeah. in Uncharted? Have I have no idea. I can't remember. I can remember, like, not hating it when I came out of the cinema. I am going to look up... What are you talking about? I watched my number five... Like, I went to the cinema to watch my my number five and and Uncharted at the same time. Oh, okay. So number five is a much better film when I get to it. But my number six is Turning Red. And this is where we start... I know. Where we start to get to the... Listen, it was difficult to rank all of these, but I love... We both watched Turning Red together, and we made a whole episode on it, and we watched it together. And I loved the first, like, viewing. But the longer I spent, like, thinking about it, the more average it became. No. Like, if I were to watch it again, I would probably fall back in love with it, but... Like... Compared to Lightyear, it's kind of, 
Like, I'm not saying it's bad. It's just not as good as the other five movies that are on my list. Okay, I'll take that. Okay. Okay. I'm sorry. My number six is... Is this my number six? One, two, three, four, five, six, seven, eight, nine, ten. Yeah, six. Counted and verified. Yep. Six is um, Downton Abbey, which I went to see with Millie. And I was like, because Millie loves Downton Abbey. And I was like, oh my God, I don't know anything about Downton Abbey. I don't know any of the characters. And it was actually, for what it was, it was actually a really like kind of heartfelt, emotional experience. And I got to, I really got to grips with the characters very quickly. There was really good okay. like establishment of the characters. If you were going in, not knowing who they were. I mean, obviously, yeah, Millie was... Wasn't- isn't this the second Downton Abbey film? Yes, it's the second Downton Abbey film. I must mention that. Um, but I thought the plot was really consistent and good. Um, I really enjoyed... It was funny, it was heartfelt, it was dramatic, and I really just... It was just a nice film to watch. Like, I would watch it again. Yeah, it sounds like, like a very comfort show-like movie. Oh, yeah, it was like... I mean, I'm not into Downton Abbey very much, but um, I, I've never seen I, an episode of it, but... Um, me neither. It was really... I do have um, to ask, is Maggie Smith in this movie? Yes. Yay! I I really want to see Downton Abbey just for Maggie Smith. She was she was good in it. She was really good, and um, it was good. It was a good one. Yes. Okay, my number five was Death on the Nile, that had okay. all these amazing like AAA actors like Gal Gadot, um, yeah. I have heard <laughs> really bad things about that film. Yeah, I I went to see it like completely knowing absolutely nothing, uh-huh. and I love a good murder mystery. Mm-hmm. And Don French was in that film, who was like a childhood, like I loved her as a child because she was in the Vicar of Dibley. Yeah, did you did you uh, know it was was she your idol? She wasn't my idol, but I just like <laughs> I loved her on telly. Yeah, um, and I just like it had representation. It had a good story, and it like all the knots tied it together at the end, which was really nice. Yeah, yeah. I have don't you seen know. the Netflix film Murder Mystery with Jennifer Aniston? And, um, no, I haven't, but I've heard good things about that one. See, I prefer Death in the Nile to Murder Mystery. Oh, okay. But um, Murder Mystery is also really good. Hmm. They're different. They're different vibes. Like they're different stories, obviously. Um, in Murder Mystery. It all connects, and this one it all connects as well, but it feels much more of a payoff. Okay, yeah. Like, you can actually kind of decipher what's going on, mm-hmm. in a sense. Oh. I've, yeah, I, I mean, I saw it, but I didn't really have, like, much of a... Like, I'd, I'd heard that it wasn't, like, great. I don't know, but, I mean, I'm not really into those things quite as much. Um, and Millie and I had no desire to watch it, so... Um, yeah. That's. I mean, we go to cinema all the time, so you know, if we if we'd wanted to see it, we would have gone. Um, mm-hmm. My number five. This is where I'm going to slip Sonic Two in, but I'm also going to tie it with the film that was originally my number five. So we have Sonic Two there, and uh, Marry Me. Oh, Marry Me. Which is a film with Jennifer 
Lopez. I was like, which Jennifer? Jennifer Lopez, oh, okay. my favourite <laughs> Jennifer, J-Lo, and Owen Wilson, who I love. Um, so Ass. they... I've never heard of Marry Me at all. Oh, it was really good, actually. We saw it because we went down to London for Valentine's Day and we saw it then. Um, and I, I really liked it. Millie thought it was pretty average and it probably is. Like, it's, it's just a cheesy rom-com, but, like, I thought it was quite good. It was a bit unrealistic. We love a cheesy rom-com. But I, I liked it, so... Um, yeah, and Sonic 2 for obvious reasons because that film is a masterpiece <laughs> and it will not be I said hate, otherwise. No. I can't believe that was your last film. That was your last I film. I only watched 10 films though, remember. Well, fair. Yeah. 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 Stinky Sonic. Don't you do it right. Podcast <laughs> over, guys. Bye. <laughs> Don't you ever on. degrade Sonic like that. Say stinky Sonic. Sexy Knuckles. Don't say smelly s- tails. <laughs> I hate that word. Smelly, smelly. is like no, no, no. Do you know what is my least favorite word in the world? It's stinky. Stinky Sonic. Don't say that. I walked right into that one. I walked right into that. <laughs> yeah. Okay, moving on. Number four, a natural good movie, is the movie we're talking about today. It's Lightyear. Wow, that's pretty yeah. high. I won't go too much into detail since this entire episode is based on Lightyear, but it's really good. It's it's really fun. Like, the characters, some of them are fucking amazing, like Socks. Um, <laughs> socks, yeah. Um, we'll we'll I, get to the Socks appreciation yeah. portion of the podcast. Uh, some of the other characters were a bit disappointing, but the cinematography and animation was amazing i have so much to say about it but i do not want to spoil it so yes that is no so what is your number four my number four was the chippendale reboot on disney plus which i thought was the cutest thing and the amount like they have ripped to shreds every single like it was like a parody film because there were so many like because it was like in a world where humans and and animated characters live together. So there were so many like Disney characters there and like like wow. characters from, from all these different TV shows. I just I just thought it was really fun. I thought now, it was Is it true that in the Chip and Dale thing there's the old version of Sonic the Hedgehog? Yes. There is. Yeah. There is. And it is hilarious. And I just think it's I just think it's good. But I heard someone saying that like Disney can do this to all other characters. Like obviously Sonic isn't owned by Disney, it's owned by Sony. Mm-hmm. And Disney are like, oh yeah, let's just go rip the shit out of them. But <laughs> like, if someone was to do that to Disney, like I follow a guy on oh, TikTok yeah. who has a Lightning McQueen car and it is like completely Lightning McQueen and Disney have sued him because it has 95 wow. on it and it has too much resemblance. You know, and that's somewhat, that's like oh, a passionate fan and they have literally ripped the shit out of Ugly Sonic. Uh, but yeah, you know, I'm not going to spoil it, but Ugly Sonic has a pretty big part to play. Um, and I just thought it was really like the, f- it was just really fun. It was nostalgic. It was, um, I was just having a good time. And the song slaps. Oh. Rescue Whoa, okay. Ranger, Chippendale. Oh, and gee. That slaps nice. more than West Side Story slaps. And that's saying something. Yeah, it does. <laughs> <laughs> so Jokes. your number, th- your number three, what was it? I don't know if you'll note this film, but my number three was a film I went to see instead of seeing No Way Home for the third time. Mm-hmm. It was 
Belfast, the black and white film with Judy Dench about the the problem in like I think it's the Irish War. Okay. When Northern Ireland gets split up. It's so good. I love it so much. Hmm, There's I haven't so much seen culture. That. I don't even think I've yeah. seen a trailer for it. It's a pretty low budget film, mm-hmm. but I saw it and obviously it's in black and white. So, you know, I'm a black and white stan, so I just had to see it. And it like it teaches you a lot about the kind of way of life in Ireland before and during the conflict. Mm-hmm. And just the characters, you can get a sense of community of the people in the street that it's set on. Mm-hmm. It's just amazing. I feel like I might have seen it like on the View app, but I don't think I even saw a trailer for it. That sounds interesting, though. Yeah. My three, obviously you can tell here that Anna and I have very different tastes in films and we can, you know, we, um, (laughs) you know, if we were to go see something, this is what we would pick. Um, I picked a DreamWorks film, which was The Bad Guys. Bad Guys? The Bad Guys. I thought it... I have no recollection of this film. Really? Oh, it's been on buses here for ages. It's been advertised on buses. It's been... But it was really good, especially for DreamWorks. Like, number one thing was the animation style. It was really, really beautiful to watch. And you can say, oh, it's an animated film. Oh, it's maybe not as good. But listen, guys, animated films are my passion. I love these animated films. So, you know, You know, animated film from DreamWorks, I'm really excited to see is the new Puss in Boots film, The Last Wish. Oh, I don't... I did not... I am in love with the animation style from that film. See, I've seen the trailer for it and I think it looks really sloppy. It's it's like emphasised what the bad guys did. You should watch the bad guys because if you like the animation style that they're they're doing with Puss in Boots, you'll... Like, this is much cleaner and it's got a lovely colour palette to it. It's really pastel colours. Oh, nice. really, really great film which I mean it's hilarious it's really good um, the characters were a wee bit cheesy but I I really enjoyed it so you know and for me yes. it, a film is about your enjoyment you know like exactly you could, you it's could, very subjective yeah you know so you know I mean let's just say you know you put Sonic 2 last Sonic 2 was fifth on me so you know I'm very glad it was fifth on your list and not number one not gonna lie no well might still be a wee surprise Thank coming <laughs> okay, okay my number two the first let's talk film that she's episode we ever did the batman number two number two OMG, number two i loved it so well made uh if you want to hear us like basically go off pop off on how good this film is go watch our first episode on it unfortunately the quality is not quite as good as the first with yes. the first episode as it is right now whoopsie because whoopsie. you know we have upped our we might quality do a, a even anna's version of the first episode <laughs> where we re-record it even anna's version that is that is good um my second was your film two? was turning red i fell in love with that film i just think that that film is like classic pixar um, I think it's what Pixar wants to be in the future. Yeah. Um, really good, wholesome, correct representation for Literally, Asian yeah. Canadian people. Yeah. And I just thought that they did everything right. I wouldn't have changed anything about that film. And I think that will be a kind of landmark point 
for Pixar, for where they go next. Um, but I'm going to talk yeah. a wee bit about that film compared to Lightyear today, because I think there's a lot of comparison to do between their last two films. Oh, yeah, totally. Like, even between Turning Red and Luca, like, those two films... Luca yeah, paved the way for... Turning red. Red. Not only artistically speaking, but also culturally, because Luca explores Italian culture. Mm-hmm. And I don't think before Luca. Well, I guess Soul is one of them, but. Um, there wasn't any film that didn't. Like. Step outside of the American person, if you know what I mean. Like, there was fantasy stuff. Ratatouille. Of course. Ratatouille. Okay, well, except Ratatouille. Yeah. Well, that's true, though. I think... Like, because there was Inside Out, Last Dinosaur. Um, the Good Dinosaur, I think. The Good Dinosaur. That's my least favourite Pixar sorry. film. I, I don't, yeah. I've only seen it once, and that is, like, very rare for me as a huge Pixar stan. I just don't like it. Um, oh. So, yeah. Yeah. And your first film, topping off. Yes. Number one is Everything, Everywhere, All at Once. Oh my god, I didn't even add that to my list. I completely this forgot film that. This film is the best film to come out of this year so far. It is such an amazing film. Oh my god, I completely it forgot is... about that one. So where would you rank it now that you remember it? Because I was just looking at the Wikipedia list of 2022 films. and I... <laughs> See, I think this is where I'm going to start um, using Letterboxd again. Like... Uh, logging my films because yeah. it'll be much easier to see what I've seen honestly probably probably third place probably above okay. above bad guys because um, that film is is a masterpiece it really is I, I highly recommend it um, if you want a good multiverse movie go to this one not Doctor Strange in the multiverse of madness yeah. or even maybe a, a controversial opinion go for this one instead of Spider-Man No Way Home I but think if the Spider-Man this... No Way Home is a bit easier to understand. I was I was like a wee bit that like, okay, yeah. how does this work? And this multiverse stuff does get a bit complicated. And I feel like that's the only it place that this, that this film like kind of... Like, I didn't really yeah. get how... Like, no, I, I did. But I don't know. I just always like to keep multiverse stuff simple. And because I knew... Because I could see that there were three different Spider-Men. It was easy for me to yeah. be like, okay, he comes from that universe. And there are only three universes. Do you know what I mean? Like, yeah. And it's the same with um, uh, Spider-Man. Into the Spider-Verse. Into the Spider-Verse. Yeah. Like, I, you know, if there's a common character. I mean, I guess there is here too. But I just found the whole her shifting and getting their abilities a bit strange rather yeah. than them. But... I, Although I is, thought it was a very unique take on the multiverse thing. Oh yeah, because that, that is not, like uh, the, the recycling. phenomenon of this year. Uh, the last two multiverse. years have been multiverse. Yeah. And um, it's going to be like that. That's the next phase of Marvel big time. Which is, Marvel don't do it very well though. Apart from No Way Home, they don't do it very well. You know, it's like, if you want to solve a problem, oh my god, the multiverse. Yeah. You know, they're going to make yeah. Wanda come back. Wanda's going to come back with, with yeah. multiple. Like, I just have Marvel fatigue. And when I saw this film, it was just like, it's just on another level of well done. And it came out around the time of Doctor Strange. And it just goes to show how much more of a vision uh, the director of Everything Everywhere All at Once had compared to Sam Raimi and Doctor Strange. Yep. My first film of the year, my yes. top film, is The Batman. 
That is yes. uh, just a really well done film. I was completely glued to the screen. Um, partially because of how beautiful Robert Pattinson and Zoe Kravitz oh, are. Oh, of course. But uh, mostly because of just how good the film was. Um, all in all. So. It was really good. Yes. Okay, shall we... Um, that was that was interesting. That was very interesting. Yeah. Shall There's we move on to I'm interested our, um, to see now. Well, that's true. Yeah, I was like... Oh. I didn't even think about that or consider it, so... I can't believe Wikipedia yeah. let me down. Damn, who would have thought? <laughs> Imagine our English teacher telling us not to use Wikipedia <laughs> and then being right. How dare he? How dare he? Okay, let's move on to pick of the week. Right, so do you want to go first with your pick of the week or shall I? I will go first talking about French let's Dispatch, I think. Yeah, I'm um, really so, interested to see what you think. Thought about it. I really like the Wes Anderson aesthetic. I really like it, yeah. and but this film didn't quite reach me emotionally as much as some of his other films do. Um, okay. I felt a bit disconnected and more like, like. I understand what they were trying to do. Um, it was beautiful. It, as I say, it was beautiful. But I think the cinematography of, is just outstanding. That you know, you're going to get that with Wes Anderson. Yeah. And I think a lot of people think, oh yeah, it's such a great th- film because it looks beautiful. Whereas there's so many other aspects to film that need to be considered. Um, that is true. And I think that you can say, oh, it looks beautiful and it's this and it's that, but at the end of the day, how good is the actual story? which is the foundation of a film, you know? Yeah, totally. Um, so that's what I had to say. My stars and a wish, my big three, here they come. Big three. So my first star was obviously, it's great, the aesthetic, the colours. I really liked how sometimes it was in black and white and sometimes it was in colour. Yeah. I thought that, that was a good good switch. Um my second star is quite specific you have to have watched the film but it was in the first story where the artist was like angry after unveiling his concrete masterpiece and he was throwing the plates and like everything oh, yeah. and everyone yeah. and that's a really iconic Wes Anderson thing to do is have a scene where they're just like arms like flailing yeah. and yep. it's like yep. you the camera is at the back of their like facing yeah. the back and they're just running around um, so I, I laughed I genuinely laughed at that bit um, but my wish was I just wish it was a bit more emotionally connected um, okay I think that I would have maybe liked it more if the stories were somewhat linked other than just being in the magazine so yeah, yeah. I think that would have made things... It feels... It, the film definitely felt like it was... It would maybe have benefited from, like, four or five episodes of, like, something... Or at least maybe... connected a, to the newspaper. A common character of some... Yeah. Of or, some sort. Yeah. Or even a common... A common narrator. Like, I'm thinking of... I'm thinking of a series of unfortunate events where... The Netflix series. Yes. Where... Lemony... 
Is that right? Lemony Snicket, yeah. Lemony Snicket is like there and like he walks in and walks out. That mm-hmm. might have brought things, tied things together, but for me it just felt a wee bit disjointed in places. And yeah. um I think it I think what Wes Anderson wanted to do with the film was to show how um immersive each of the stories on their own, like totally as their own entity. Assets. Yeah. Um, and that might have paid off better for some of the sharks than others. Yeah. Um, yeah. My favorite, I, I really liked. My favourite bit of it was Owen Wilson on his bike. Yeah. <laughs> I really enjoyed that, and I thought that that was really great. Um, and I was thinking, oh, this is going to be good. And then it just, I was so, I was just getting really like, oh, this isn't going anywhere. Do you know what I mean? Like, it just, nothing, but for me, yeah, nothing will be. Yeah, it feels, like, I don't remember the the goal for the film. I don't remember what they were trying to achieve. It by was just, it. it was just like, a, oh, he's, he's dead and this is their last, this is their last magazine. Right. Do you know what I mean? Okay. Like, it's, it was just a bit, I don't know, it didn't really have any purpose to me. Like, I didn't know what they were trying to say, what the message was. Yeah. It was, you know, but as I say, nothing will beat Fantastic Mr. Fox for Wes Anderson. Fantastic Mr. Fox, yeah. But then again, that was a a book written by one of the best children's authors in the world. But the other other Wes Anderson film that I have seen, which is an absolutely beautiful film, is Moonrise Kingdom. And it. Ooh, okay. It's a great film. It's a really good film. I've not seen that one. I need to see it. You feel more emotionally attached. You know, it's um, it's a really good film, but I just, uh, yeah, I just didn't hit the mark quite for me. Obviously, as I can say, as I can say, as I did say, beautiful. It's gorgeous. It's Wes Anderson. It's aesthetically pleasing. It's great to look at, and you could look at it with the sound off, and you would be. You'd be thinking, oh my goodness, this is great. But yeah. moved, the pacing wasn't great either. Um, I was struggling with the pacing a wee bit. I kind of wish that there was like a a speed up like button. Uh, you know, that you could <laughs> listen to it on like, you know, two times yeah. speed. Um, I do imagine that being like a podcast as well. Like yeah. the stories being a podcast, yeah, like an actual th- newspaper. I think they might be better like that. Like, I just felt like, is this really best way to go? Eh. My favourite one was the second one, though. I liked. I liked it. Um, so. Would you watch it again? Probably not. Oh, dun dun dun! Yeah, probably Hot not. Twist. I definitely wouldn't be something that I'd choose to watch, and I feel like if someone put it on, I'd be bored. That's that's fair enough. Well, I watched it in cinema at the View. Uh huh. We went the to view. Glasgow and yes, yes. Shout out the view. Because uh, it view, wasn't Please playing. sponsor us. <laughs> yes, view, view, view. <laughs> uh, it was not playing at Odeon Cinemas at all, so I couldn't watch it in air. Oh really? So I had to go to Glasgow to watch it, and this like the cinema I saw it in had the comfiest seats, ever. At they were the... like proper full on recliner seats. That is the my local cinema's seats they have those all the like, time i always see and they're huge aren't i they? love the f- they have they are fucking massive yeah like i was proper like snuggling up in the couch like yeah. on my side yeah 
Like they're great. They're great seats. That's why View is the best. Go to the, <laughs> I actually recommended the View to my boss today because I was telling her about um, making the podcast, and, I, and she was like, "Oh, I might go see that." And I was like, "Go to the View go because the view. it's cheap. You get a, you get a cinema ticket for five quid." And their nachos are fucking amazing as well. I've never had the nachos. I'm not so keen on. I had the nachos, nachos with the French dispatch because they had a table. Yes. And for a long period of time in my life, in my cinema going career, I used to spill popcorn all over myself. Yeah, I do actually remember you doing that because the films yeah. that we have seen in the cinema together, which isn't a, isn't loads. Well, we it's saw a fair few. We saw a Quiet Place together. A Quiet Place Two. Cruella. Cruella. Black Widow. Spider Man. No way home. Yeah. We haven't seen any since. I don't think so. Mm. Ah. Yeah. Here's to more view cinemas in the future. Yes. Here's to more viewings. <laughs> view. Uh, get it. View. <laughs> Do, Do you, you get, get it? The reference. Do you get it? V U E I N G. Because it's like the view cinema, and that's our favorite cinema. Do you, Do you get it? Do, Do you get it? <laughs> Are you still listening? <laughs> okay. Bye. My pick of the week. <laughs> the Aristocats. Now I saw this film probably in S five when there was a Disney movie marathon at school. Alright. So yeah, I've watched this like twice before and I watched it again. And I just it felt so cozy. Like it was raining outside when I watched it and it just felt like snuggling up on the couch and like Yeah. Like going going into these characters. Uh, one of my stars is actually the characters. They're so lovable. Um, and like in recent Disney films, none of them got the sidekick edit, which was a breath of fresh air. Yeah. Because you have Duchess and you have uh, Thomas and the Kins, who are all main characters, but none of them are sidekicks. No. Because they all have their own goals. And their own personalities. Yeah. yeah. Uh, I love the Roquefort the Mouse. It was so adorable and his little hat and coat. Yeah, yeah. So cute. I also um, like the evil guy though. I think he's hilarious. Edgar. I think he is Edgar's hilarious. hilarious. I was like, you know what? I think you're hilarious. But I am glad when he gets shunned away. Sh- shipped off to. Uh, oh my god, where is it? To. No. Fuck, that is going to haunt me for the rest to of the To Dumfries. He gets shipped off to Dumfries. To, du- <laughs> to the border. <laughs> Um. Oh my God! Where is it? I'll I'll come back to me. So the next star. It is so funny. It is hilarious. It is hilarious. It's really good. I think it's just got some really memorable moments as well. Yeah. Like when the kittens are playing the piano. Um. That's a really yeah. memorable moment. Um. And yeah, I just I just as I say, I had this on tape. You know, I watch this all the time. Damn. I was in love with this film. And, you know, I don't know if I've mentioned, but I'm actually going to Paris. What? Uh, so, you know. Are you fucking kidding me? Paris. You're ditching me for Paris? Yeah. Why didn't you tell me? I know. <laughs> you're doing my, you're doing your B-reel, aren't I you? I am doing my B-reel. Sorry, guys. Oh, that is an awful uh, picture of me talking. Oh, well. <laughs> Who's okay, got B-reel uh, here? My favourite. <laughs> <laughs> B-reel is railing us off I'd the tracks. I'd be on B-reel, guys. Do you think I can do ASMR? <laughs> Add me on Be Real. Oh, Jesus no, Christ. don't. Wearing headphones. That is haunting. <laughs> uh, so, but my favorite moment from Aristocats is the part where Rope Fort is being shot 
or gets shot by the cork by uh-huh. Edgar. He's like, yeah. oh my god, I've taken one for the team, guys. I'm not going to make it. <laughs> oh, it's so hilarious. good. It's so good. Do you even have a wish for our I do have a wish. And it's a pretty serious wish. Like Darn. Like Juno again. So, when I watched this on Disney+, Plus, a message came up before the film started saying, like, there is yep. a, there's misrepresentations of uh, people of like different cultures mm-hmm. and instead of taking the film down we're, we have decided to learn from it so I looked up what it was and it was the fact that there is a there's very offensive and racist uh, what is it? there's very offensive and racist uh, commentary on Asian culture because yeah, with there the cat. is the, the cat and they're playing the chopsticks and they're yeah. talking about like a fortune cookie. Yeah. And that, that was really like It just, weird. it highlights to you the, the time and it's just like, yeah. wow, you think that's funny mm-hmm. that, you know. And that goes with every like Disney animated classic. Like, it's crazy how many because, of those have the, the messages before them. They all have the, we're yeah. sorry, we were racist, lol. Yeah, I think I was looking at a list of them and Dumbo. I've never seen the original Dumbo, but yeah, Dumbo is in the Dumbo film, there's a crow that's voiced by a white actor with a stereotypical black voice called Jim Crow, oh. which I think is fucking... Yeah. Like, I was shocked because we talked on Nat 5 history and in Nat 5 history we did the civil rights movement, so we know pretty well about the Jim Crow laws. Yeah. Uh, yeah. And then, again, there was another film that was so bad that they'd never released it on DVD in America. And it was called Song of the South in 1946, which depicted slaves enjoying their lives on cotton farms. Yeah. I'm sure that there was... Now, I am sure... Wait, you said that never came out in America, right? It never came out on DVD in America, I read. On DVD. And it's not on Disney+. Plus. Not that I would want to watch it. I'm sure that some of the rides at Disney World and Disneyland in America are based I can't remember which one it is. I think it's the Flume. It's like the Are fam- based on this movie. I don't know if it's based on that movie, but it's based on a racist movie and it, they've had to like they're now turning it into a Princess and the Frog themed. But it seems like they're oh. only doing that to like combat. They're like, oh sorry okay. we were racist, well here is your yeah. token black Disney princess. Yeah, because um, I feel like if we're going to be rewatching these Disney classics, we have to point out that there are some misconceptions and it's not fair for people to look at themselves and feel like that's how they're being represented to the mainstream cult- mainstream audience. Yeah, I think, um, you know, they need to, they can't just say, oops, we're sorry, here you go, watch the film and yeah. in- enforce these, like they have to find some way to cut it. Like if you cut yeah, it, Yeah, I was going to say like, why don't you just cut it? But there was a pretty... Like the the character was, I mean they could have, like no question they could have cut the scene yeah because the character itself is still racist but it's it's in the background yeah uh huh when it comes into the foreground for that like five seconds yeah it's, it's easy really it's bad. easy to cut but you know it, it's, yeah. it is easy to cut um but I think you know that it's it's yeah. so common for films yeah. like that which is just such a shame. Unfortunately. Yeah. Would you watch it again? But I, I would. Uh, maybe I just skipped that little, uh, little questionable part. Yeah. In the but because it was it was in the everybody wants to be a cat 
music piece. Yeah, I mean, it's... Which is like an iconic song. Everybody wants to be a cat. I love it when because the horse is singing that as well. Because the cat's the only cat that knows where it's at. Whoa! <laughs> yeah. I love that. That is I'm also watching, a like, film trying to be woke. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> That's a um, metaphor about society. And, you know... Yes. Okay. So, picks of the week. Let's done. Done. Let's just jump right into the main event. <laughs> Okay, let's jump right in with the 30-second summary of Lightyear. So, am I going to do the 30-second summary as you did it last time? You are indeed. Okay. I will set 30 seconds on the clock. Elevator music while you do that. You've got a friend in me. You've got a friend in me. Okay. (laughs) (laughs) 30 seconds. At least I didn't uh, sing... Everybody wants to be a cat again, okay? <laughs> yes, uh, come come for the film talk, stay for the music. <laughs> Let's go. Okay, 30 seconds starting now. Now. At the very start of the film, we see that this is the film that Andy watched before he got Buzz Lightyear. Buzz and his best partner, Alicia, uh, land on an estranged planet. Buzz tries to take off when the planet is hostile but damages the ship because he's too pussy um, to ask for help and then it's basically Buzz jumps forward in time he meets Alicia's granddaughter and they defeat Zerg who is his um, future self her stop nice past self that was was tough tough. I I spent too too (laughs) long on the first bit okay so a bit of a more in-depth okay let's do it Um, yeah so they land on this planet um, it's Buzz and Alicia, and the planet is hostile. They have a um, rookie with them, um, feathering him, Shh. ham. Yes. <laughs> Are you all right? Yep. They have, a, they have a rookie with them. Buzz doesn't like him. That rookie could have helped Buzz pull up. Pull out, Buzz. Um, <laughs> <laughs> pull up, but the ship hits the rock and they're stranded on this planet to mine for resources buzz decides uh so basically they only have one hyperspace crystal on this huge ship they only have one that is hilarious even though they have all these people in hypersleep on the ship they only have one hyperspace crystal and buzz happened to hit the The cliff exactly where it was that is um so basically Buzz is like, okay, well I'll test the new one, but it turns out and there's this really dramatic scene where he's in the he's in the space trying to do his space his hyperspace test and then it fails and he has to do maths and the the autopilot is shouting at him being like, You are going to die. <laughs> yeah. You are going to die. And um yeah, basically it turns out he has travelled four, four years. years. Yeah in their time. So basically the whole um, rest of the movie not the rest of the movie, the rest of Act One is basically uh, him a montage of him going off again and again and again while Alicia grows up has a life has a wife has children has grandchildren yeah homophobes <laughs> yeah. what do you think about that yeah review bombers come at me <laughs> um, yeah and then he fails socks is the socks is the winner though he gets socks, socks from Alicia after his first failure who is his I love um, socks 
Comfort Cat. Yes, we both love socks. Wow. Best character. Um, and socks. Buzz says, "Oh, you can figure out this formula if you like." And he doesn't really take it seriously. And then socks actually does it after sixty years of trying. <laughs> um, so you know, take that, Buzz. You know, yeah. socks is smarter than you socks think. Socks is supreme. Um, and then they try it they have to steal a ship because alicia has at this point conked out um hit the bricks hit the bricks and a very emotional super scene. yeah it's not as it's not as hilarious as i'm making it out to be yeah um and then there's a new commander who wants to cancel the program buzz and sock steal a ship they reach hyperspace but it turns out that when they come back they are 20 years in the future 21 years and they meet I think it was like robot. two years. I think I think it's twenty one point something. Okay. I don't know. I'll take your word for 20 it. Twenty ish. Twenty ish. Years. If you're lying, I'm I'm forever offended. <laughs> <laughs> um. So they meet. They see that the planet has been taken over by these robots. There's a big ship. Um. They can only say Zerg. So us Toy Story fans are like. <gasps> Good to Zerg. Um. And they. Buzz gets taken away by this person who wants to help. We find out that it is um, Alicia's granddaughter, Izzy, who is part of this team. It's her, Mo, and Darby, and they are all under-trained in some yeah, form. they're all rookies. Well, not even rookies. They oh, say, yeah, they're oh, like... I, I wish we <laughs> were rookies, which is hilarious, because, you know, Buzz hates rookies. But at the Buzz same time, it's that. like, oh, great. Another film where it's like this massively overpowered hero is stuck with massively yeah, underpowered true. heroes. True. Um, and then they have to jump through various hoops. They come up with a plan to destroy the Zerg ship um, by going. They have to get up to the Zerg ship, blow up, blow it up, and then all the robots will stop attacking their colony, mm-hmm. um, their community. And then we meet the man inside the Zerg suit. Turns out to be Buzz. Buzz. Oh my god! It's Buzz, um, not voiced by Tim Allen. That caused quite a Thanks, buzz in the Pixar. cinema. <laughs> <laughs> wow! Yeah, it was not voiced by Tim Allen. Who was voiced? It wasn't Chris Evans either. It was James Brolin. That's right. Yeah. I have here, um, missed opportunity there, but I'm yeah. going to talk about that a bit later. Um, and basically, this older Buzz wants to tra- time travel back, something which does not make sense. It does not um, at all. It doesn't make sense. Um, he wants to time travel back and stop him from crashing, therefore saving Alicia's, like, so that they can be space rangers again, even right. though. And Buzz doesn't like this and says no, defeats yeah. Zerg, and then Buzz basically realizes that it's about the journey. And Alicia had a great life and a family. Exactly. And actually, he just fucked himself by going on all those missions yeah. and wasting his exactly. time. Exactly. With the people he loves. But now he's got new people he loves. Yeah. Right. And they end the film on a really sweet bit. Sorry, I will say this because it is important. The new commander is like, thank you. You can choose your new team. He chooses. He has the, the choice of these really well-trained folk. But he yeah. chooses his original team. And they go to Gamma quadrant i've got it on a note they go to gamma quadrant sector four which is where buzz says he comes from 
Really? Or it's where Buzz either says he comes from in Toy Story or he's going. He's like, he lands, he's like reporting from Gamma Quadrant Sector 4. Um, that is such is a cool this... Easter egg. Oh, I've got, I've got more of those. Just, just wait. Does. So that is Lightyear. Yes. Um, that's the plot. What did you think of the plot, Anna? Mm, yeah, sure. I mean, I liked it. Um, Maybe a better question to ask is, do you think we needed this film? No, we did not. Like, I, I honestly would say that this film should have replaced Toy Story Four. Because now, see, I would want Toy Story Four, <laughs> but with socks in it. <laughs> with socks in it, yeah. this film, the Toy Story Four, as long as it has socks in it. Socks. Yeah, I was listening to. Pretty much carries this film. I, I wouldn't say that. I wouldn't say he carries it. I think there's definitely other things that, that make it good, but he's a, he's a vital part yeah, of the enjoyment totally. of the film. Yeah, of course. Um, but as far as the plot goes, and if it was necessary, it's... I think it's a cool idea to have, but maybe this would have done better as a series. It may be like, you know, I mean, I, maybe, you know, I yeah. think it might have, might have done, like... because this is the fifth Toy Story franchise movie. And... As I said in the previous podcast, I did mention this a wee bit that we were going to talk about it. At Pixar, they are somewhat under the control of Disney. Yeah. And Disney want to make money. Yep. And Toy Story is the thing that Pixar, you know, you think of Pixar, you think of Woody, you think of Buzz. And Mm -hmm. if that's what's going to make them money, then are Disney going to want them to do it? Yes. Yeah. And it's really sad. Was it done really well? Yes. Yeah. It's really sad because Soul, Luca, and Toy Ring Red were all original, really great films that didn't get the chance to go to cinema. But this film did. And yeah. Soul was better than it. Luca was on this. I'd say Luca was better. This was better than Turning Red, though, I think. And it's just. Okay, sucks. no. That's not, that ranking is not right. When you say that oh. Luca is better than this film, no. I don't think that Luca's. I I think it has to be. Luca is more interesting though. Luca has a more interesting plot. I feel like I would rewatch Luca over this because this is just a quintessential sci-fi adventure. Which is new for Pixar though. It's new and it's I would say it's but, like there was Wally. Wally was a sci-fi adventure, and that was really, really expertly done because it was a commentary on where humanity's going. And well, that's true. Like they spent half an hour not having a single word of dialogue, and then when and they you did, still get, felt, yeah, yeah, so much emotion. I will say though that Millie said, if you're going to say one thing about Lightyear, you need to say this. The first twenty minutes of that film. Let me just set the scene. Anna has told me Anna saw this film before I did, and she was like, "Oh, Nivia, it's pretty chill." The first twenty minutes, I was like distraught when he is going around and around and around trying to get the hyperspace thing right and he's yeah. watching Alicia it is like really tense and it really it's really like you are oh my god what's going to happen because mm-hmm. you know we and it's not even like he fails and like doesn't risk death you know this is like hyperspeed which is yeah, something exactly. that that we can't even comprehend mm-hmm. And I would say that it's like 
as not you know it's not on par with up as being the most dramatic first 20 minutes of a pixar film but it's definitely something similar what pixar does best is they really they really establish characters well in the first act which not a lot of films do yeah a lot of act ones are like very like their characters aren't as established as Ellie and uh, Carl from Up or Wally and Eve mm-hmm. from Wally. Um, but Pixar has really got, got it down good. And I feel like the montage when he's going around the sun trying to hit hyperspace is a different version of um, the Up montage, in a sense. Yeah, but it's that's what I, way that's... more repetitive. And, yeah. Yeah. Um, but the, that just I feel like it needs yeah. to be though because that's it you know it emphasizes I mean if it was 60 years it took socks let's see that must be 25 attempts is that right 20 I 10? assume so no, wait. yeah 40 4 no 15 15 15 10 yeah yeah okay 10 yeah. times 4 is 40 yeah and then wait 60 60 no 20 no 15 <sighs> We are not maths in. <laughs> <laughs> maths is not our strongest Anyone that subject. does maths, I'm like, Can figure oh, this yeah. out. Fif- so that must be 15 attempts. Yeah. And it was really heartbreaking to watch him feel the need to do this over and over again and miss being a huge part of Alicia's life and failing I'm, to I'm see how like, happy she was. Yeah, he thought that she was miserable. Yeah, because she wasn't a he space was ranger. Like, no, but I think it just was a perfect... It was a really yeah. good good um good way to set up the rest of the story and what the eventual you know it, you know you could you could kind of guess that like okay buzz has to realize that it's not about this you know that it's about what you do and who you meet exactly. on the way um and you could kind of you could kind of see that that was coming but at the same time it was like a nice setup for buzz's character and what mm-hmm. alicia would represent throughout the film yeah I also feel like he was very caught up in the fact that the planet was so dangerous for the characters, but he did not seem to realise that we as a human race can adapt to danger pretty yeah, easily. Yeah, and that seems a bit strange for him, considering he's a space ranger. And has yeah, this, like, it, it shows how, how engrossed he was in, in his like guilt for standing yeah. there. True. So, shall we move... On to the characters. Yes, let's do it. So here comes socks. Shut, right, okay, I have them in order of how much they brought to the story. So socks is second from Buzz. Mm-hmm. So do you want to go over Buzz and then we can get to how amazing of a character socks is and appreciate it? Let's do it. So So I oh go ahead. I ranked all of the characters out of ten like you did for West Side Story, but you did it with the actress mm-hmm. for West Side Story. I gave Buzz a 7 out of 10. He is... Okay. He is a good protagonist. He's... He's his... The story... The story spends a lot of time going over his arc of not wanting mm-hmm. help, of, like, being very pessimistic towards rookies and people below him. Mm-hmm. And... Yeah. I don't think... This is very much a light year film. Like... Because he's in most of the film. 
and there's yeah. not a lot of progression for other characters outside of him. Like, Socks is amazing, but Socks is a robot, so he doesn't really evolve. He can't develop. No, no. he can't develop. And Izzy also doesn't get that much. Well, I think I would argue. No, actually, no, yeah. No, because she overcomes her fear of space. Fear of space. Which is which ridiculous. I think, is hilarious. Yeah. I think that is just like hilarious. Um, but we'll come to that. Buzz was actually my least favorite character in this film. Okay. Because I just think he causes all the problems. Yes, and he never like, admits to problems because he, he's so stuck up. Like there's a there's a part in the film where he's like trying to get them all to a spaceship, and there's this mode that they need to use called stealth mode, yes. and he's teaching the ro- rookies how to use it, and he literally doesn't tell them that there's a timer, mm-hmm. which then causes them. And then to he lays the blame on them, and then they say like, "Oh yeah, you should have told us at the timer, bitch." What a mic drop! And moment. he's just he's just a bit stuck up. Like I think it's that's obviously something to do with like him. Oh my god, yes, I'm Buzz Lightyear, and I'm, I'm the space I'm, ranger. You're all our yeah. under rookies. And but so. I just I just thought he was really stuck up. But yeah. I did watch the um Disney Plus documentary. Fuck, I forgot to watch that. Yeah. It was really good, but I've got the the most important part. So okay, something good. that they talked about was or actually even what I got from it was that they needed to find out how to uh, how can I phrase this? Well, obviously, Buzz is, in Toy Story 1, we establish who Buzz is. But that Buzz, at the very start of Toy Story 1, now needs to have a story. And needs to have done some development to get to where he is. Yes. So they needed to figure out how to make They basically had to devolve the character. Yeah. To evolve That's the word I was looking... That's what I was looking for. Which I thought was quite interesting and probably a difficult task. And they were also talking about in the in the documentary about how they had to make Buzz a bit more serious because in in the Toy Story films he's a bit goofy. Yeah. Obviously that reflects the fact that he's a toy, and it was exactly. quite difficult for to adapt or choose what makes Buzz Lightyear mm-hmm. the the human space ranger yeah. differ from Buzz Lightyear the toy exactly. of the film. But at the same time, I think they shot themselves in the foot because. This character doesn't hold some of the qualities that we've grown to love from Buzz the Toy. But I think that Buzz the Toy only... <laughs> I like that we're calling him Buzz the, t- Buzz Buzz the, the toy. toy. Or Buzz the Tim Allen. <laughs> I think Tim Allen's Buzz only learns those things because of his experiences. But like, I don't think we can really... Uh, be like, oh, well, he should have known this because this is what he learned in Lightyear because, f- uh, like, after the first ten minutes of Toy Story 1, he's influenced by what he sees around him. Exactly, yeah. In, do you know what I mean? So he's influenced by how he wants to act towards Woody or how he mm-hmm. wants to act, but it's definitely different. Yeah. Um, But, yeah. But he was, he was, yeah, Buzz, they did a great job adapting him. Uh, and I think that he definitely sticks up for the same things. He stands for the same things that he stood for in the Toy Story films. Yeah, exactly. Uh, which is a brave someone who'll stand up for, for you unless you're a rookie. <laughs> oh, so. God. Now is time for Socks. Socks is absolutely perfect in this film because, as we were talking about earlier, so many of these Disney films and recently Pixar films 
have come with a little cute little sidekick who doesn't do anything or doesn't add anything to the story and doesn't have a personality. I have pinpointed why Socks is such a good sidekick character. I just want to say Socks got a hundred out of ten for me. Literally. Like a hundred and one. A hundred and a thousand. A hundred billion. He cannot be ranked. He is supreme. <laughs> he is Literally. like in my list of and my of notes top, from the cinema. I was 10. so like I just like so excited that he has purpose in this film. Yeah. And I think I, I loved when he goes in. Beep boop, beep boop, beep boop. It's, I so, just cute. it's so fucking I cute. I thought it was hilarious. Um, but I think that the reason why he stands apart from other sidekick characters and why he... It's because he speaks... He speaks. He speaks, he speaks English. And he doesn't go like... Pee, 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 pee. No, because he could have easily gone... They could have easily gone, oh, just make him go beep, beep, boop, boop and make him do sad eyes. Because that is so, like, the, I don't the even one think I can Socks think has of. sad eyes because, like, Socks is he's just a such a cute face. I just want Socks him. is just Socks. And he's so think, adorable. My heart wants to explode every time I think of him. Do you know, this, is, this maybe comes under my plot hole section, but don't you think that surely if Andy had seen this film, he would have wanted a, a toy Socks? No. See, I feel like this is where boys need to play with boy toys comes into play because I feel like socks socks would have been the thing that would have been marketed towards girls because it's a cat and it's a robot cat whereas this boy has to get like a big action but hero. Buzz has a cat surely they would well that film yeah and there's no way that this film would have been like in cinemas in the 90s <laughs> with a gay gay person of colour yeah, as as um as Buzz's I mean, yeah, it got review bombed now. Imagine. Just imagine what it would have been like in the 90s. Yeah, and it's already been banned in some American cinemas. Are you fucking so American kidding? Cin- oh, mother yeah. God. And the thing, that, the thing that makes it... Millie and I were talking about this because we had... During our second watch of Lightyear, we had the cinema all to ourselves. So I even asked the people at View, because yeah. I love View, <laughs> um, that if they could like bring up the lights... So that it was easier to take notes, which they did, because the, the staff at View are fabulous. And uh, Props to we, the staff no, he said to me, the View staff, <laughs> the View, st- the, the staff, the view. staff View. <laughs> um, Melia was saying during the part where the montage, where you can see Alicia getting older, that it's it's animated in a way that it's so easy to cut the gay parts. Yeah. Yeah, so you could show it. The in, gay parts and, are literally at her apartment. Yeah. That is so true because they could literally just have Buzz in the truck with her and then cut to him in his room. Yeah, the only time that we see any vision of her being gay is in the, when she's in her, uh, confined yeah. in that place. But at the same um, time, I feel like her room is, is like a symbol of her personal life. Like it's work. True. And then it goes true. into personal life. Yeah, that's true. I didn't think about it like that. That's um, that's good. And Buzz is so Buzz hasn't got that personal life. Yeah, I also thought it was really cute that Alicia commissioned socks for Buzz. Yeah, was... I like that. When when Alicia gives socks that message, being like, "Hey, socks." You're going to be... That's my best American accent. I can't even do an American accent. I'm just going 
Hey, hey, socks. I'm going to uh, give you to my friend Buzz. Buzz, and you're gonna look after him because he's in a pretty rough spot. Cause he <laughs> he ditched us on this planet. <laughs> um. So yeah, that is that. That's well, socks. Yeah, we were, we were talking about socks. socks. He is so overpowered, but it does not feel unfair at all in the movie. No, I just, I just like, think he it's is. It's so uh, funny when he just like opens his mouth and then shoots a tranquilizer. Thing. Oh, that was hilarious! <laughs> I laughed out loud both times that I saw it. I was like, "Oh my god, I bought you five minutes." <laughs> <laughs> was that for me? <laughs> yeah, that makes it. That makes it, like what would Buzz do to get out of line? Like, you know, like, oh, I don't know. Um, another plot kind of hole that I had with Sock. I have a few, right? I have a lot of, even though I do like this film, I did find a lot of uh, problems with the plot. Could they not have made an acronym out of, this was actually Millie's uh, idea. Okay. Could they not have made an acronym out of either cat or pet or even Socks? Like, does socks stand for anything? Because I feel like they would be the kind of people, know. like, kind of like a Wally situation yeah. to say, like, and also, why did they need to take socks away? Like, socks it's attempted to be taken away when the mission is over, but do they know that, that socks is working on the formula? I have no idea. Or, it's so like, strange why they... they're like, oh, yeah, we need to take socks away now. Like, yeah. <laughs> why? It's fucking socks. Worst part of the film. <laughs> The worst part of the film was when Mo, like, uh, dropped socks. I almost, oh yeah, dropped socks. I almost stood up I, and screamed. No, no, it's when socks goes like gets lost and like so basically there's a scene where Izzy has to face her fears and go out in space, yeah. and she like let socks gets hit and floats off into space. That's and right. And I shit, you know. I like stood up in my seat like the first viewing. I was like, I was like, no, no. I was like, I, like I have never felt as much fear as I did when when socks was nearly like gone. I was, I was, I, I was like, you no, you can't do this to my boy. He has like that is I am emotional buy. manipulation. <laughs> you tricked me into liking the film. Damn. <laughs> Um, um, but his character he just makes the other side characters more Darby so annoying I hate <laughs> both of them both of them? I like Darby I thought Darby, Darby was, was better Mo was than just Mo. like Mo was like oh Mo... my god I don't know what I'm doing I'm a rookie I'm a rookie I'm gonna pull the surrender thing twice nah do you know what the funniest bit was when when Buzz is like having a really sentimental moment looking at this was genuinely my funniest bit in the film I think I like okay. like was hilarious when they come back in when Buzz is having this really emotional moment looking at the, the Space Ranger suits and Mo is like I left you took our keys I'm trying to do a New Zealand accent Taika Taika Waititi Taika Waititi accent there he also directed Thor Love and Thunder and Thor Ragnarok woohoo um, but I was it was when he came in, he was like, you took our keys. And then he like <laughs> picks up the keys and like is fumbling about with them. And they set, they drop and set the car alarm off. Like he can't even pick up the keys. And I just, I don't know why it was so, it was so funny. And he was like, I got this pen 
I know oh, this is the fucking. If pen. you know me, you'll know that I'm awful at accents. Like, please don't quote me on any accents. These accents that you hear, they're just not good. But um, yeah, and he was like, I got, I got a pen, I got a pen, and he was like, oh. And then when he finally needs to use his pen, he was annoying, but I thought he was comic. You know, he was obviously there for comic relief. But Socks was also comic relief, and Socks did it so much fucking better. <laughs> Obviously. Like, Socks is such um, an intelligent character compared to Darby and Mo. I have no emotional <laughs> attachment to either of them. Their humor yeah. is not good. They're like, I'm sick of this flailing about not knowing shit side character edit. They were more this they were more the annoying sidekicks than Socks was. Yeah. Do you know I keep going to say sauce? I've sauce. said sauce instead of socks. Like For those of you who don't because... know, sauce is is very special someone to me. Yes, sauce is my car. Um, Anna and I have been in Sauce so together, times. touring, touring around. So, yes. Anna, actually, Sauce. I love Sauce is, so much. I, see, I, 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 I want to say Socks. I want to say Socks now. Um, sauce is so special to Anna that every time she is in Sauce, she falls asleep within two minutes it's of so me comfy. driving. <laughs> it's because it's a Skoda. Yeah. Obviously, we, we love Skodas here. We stand Skodas. Um, what about Izzy? What do we think Izzy. about Izzy? She's afraid of space and she wants to be the space ranger. I think that's hilarious. I was like, no way. And she was like, when Buzz was like, how are you going to carry out the mission? Like, if You're you go to space. space she was like, oh, ring. I would have been ground control. I just thought that was hilarious. I was like, you would have been ground control. I was like, I was like, oh, that's all. I genuinely was like. That was like, hilarious. Don't get me wrong. This was a funny film. Like, there were some funny yeah. moments. It's very like, lighthearted. And I thought that the humour was really good. Yeah. No, it's... See, please stop saying that it's lighthearted because it is not. Buzz is ageing. Like, everyone else is ageing while Buzz is staying the same age. His friends are dying. I meant... It's not lighthearted. Okay, I'm sorry. <laughs> well, you told me. You were like, oh, yeah, Neve, Lightyear is such a fun, chilled out film. And I was like, oh, okay. And like 20 minutes in, I was like, <laughs> <laughs> tears streaming down oh my, my face. God. Socks had to bring me out of it. Socks nearly had to tranquilize me. Oh, I bought you five minutes. <laughs> uh, now go clean yourself up in the bathroom. <laughs> um, okay, well, it's not lighthearted, but... You know what I mean? Like it, I know what you mean. I know what you mean, yeah. Compared to the Batman, let's see. <laughs> <laughs> um, um, what did you think of the... Yeah, Izzy. Izzy, yeah. She represents a new generation in this film. Like, two generations on from her grand... Yeah, I also think it's really weird how Izzy is the granddaughter. And they... Like, where's where's uh, Alicia's son? Or, like... Because... He's trapped. In the... So it was 60 years. So we've passed 80 years. Yes. So if... And I think Izzy is, like... 25 i think i worked it out because i think she's like we see her in the goodbye video and she's like three yeah and then socks mm -hmm. they go to space and it's 20 years so she must be between 23 and 25 yeah but where is where is alicia's son well he's he's not a rookie he's like been trained in the big space dome that they can't get out of yeah i know but like and i think it's this it's the like it's the partnership like because he she represents the grandmother. Mm -hmm. That is you know true. I mean, I don't think yeah. I don't think we needed to see the son. I wasn't interested, you know, men and all that. That's true. <laughs> yeah, she represents a new generation. Um, basically, like 
Um, the way of life on the planet has changed massively from when Buzz was there for that year with Alicia. And that's why they're unable to connect as well. Like they can't finish each other's sentences at all because they have two different if ways of thinking. If you can hear, um, sorry, if you can hear weird drinking noises, that's just me because this oh. mic is really sensitive and I, I keep like looking at my recording and I can see little like marks on my <laughs> recording when I'm like sipping my drink and I'm like, oh no, it's been sipping so hot, warm here. So yeah. I'm boiling. I know. Well, heat wave. Heat wave. Um, what did you think? of the design of the characters did you because they had to do a lot of they had to really work on the design of buzz to take him away like obviously they took away his massive chin yeah. and they had to like design his hair because uh, you know in in toy story we only see his hair under the little cap thing yeah it was so weird to see buzz with actual like hair um i i liked it it was very much a return to norm or Pixar. Yeah. I'm not going to say return yeah. to form because, like, turning red and look, I need to be uh, given their props for their animated style. Like, it's not bad, yeah. it's just different. It's No, it's definitely, like, I think that there needs to be a balance between, like, obviously, we couldn't have had, imagine Lightyear like, in turning red style. <laughs> that would have been a sight to see. <laughs> Can you imagine socks in the turning red animated style? Oh my god, that would have been amazing. Actually, do you know what? Pixar does this thing that they like hint to the next film in their previous film. I wonder if there's a socks in turning red. I, I bet you there is. I wonder. I bet you. Anna is suddenly a huge fan of turning red, going back to watch turning red a thousand times just to see just one to more see glimpse socks. of socks. <laughs> um, yes. Okay, shall we move on to I, the I, themes? Sorry, then? I want to finish up my characters because I still have oh, sorry. Darby, Mo, Old Buzz and Alicia that I want to talk about. Oh, sorry. <laughs> Go ahead. So, this is going to be one long podcast. Yeah. Darby, 4 out of 10. Strap in, folks. 4 out of 10. I thought Darby was hilarious. I thought Darby was a good this addition. This whole, like, I make three things and it always explodes. Nah, I thought that was good. I liked her kind of like, you know, I liked the... I don't know what I just did. Yeah. <laughs> Still. I liked, I liked her more than Mo. Wait. Mo was annoying. Was she, was, is Darby a she? Yeah. Did you not know that? Darby uses she, her. Really? Wow. Yeah. Oh my god. I, sorry, I, I did not... Hang on. Let me, get, sure this, Darby let me is... get this poster up real quick. Let me, let me see. Darby. Wow, she is a she. Wait, let me see. I did think. Because she's voiced by a, by a female voice actor, but I always assumed, wow. That just goes to show, <laughs> do not assume. Uh... You just misgendered her. I'm sorry, you Darby. caused her extreme. Okay, I dysphoria. will. I will apologize to you by giving you a five out of ten. Yeah, five, <laughs> ten out of ten because she's a woman. Um, she was a, okay. What about Mo? Two out of ten. I yeah, my notes literally say adds nothing but attempts at humor. 
So annoying, not fleshed out in the slightest. Full stop. <laughs> I just yeah. thought he was funny. I was like, you know what? He's a I can't believe laugh. these two characters got a spot on the poster, though. Well, who else is going to go on the poster? Though? I know, Did sir. You see the, the credits were... Alicia? Yeah, but they don't, they don't want to... I haven't even looked at the poster. Hang on. Socks. It just should just be socks. <laughs> socks supremacy. I don't know what that laugh was. Uh, 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 uh. Also, uh, uh, as uh, we're uh. as we're mentioning socks, and you're getting on the poster, just want to say that socks in the Lightyear costume at the end of the at the end of the film, literally was the best ending. Purely. I know he was so cute, and he's like, I feel like I should be wearing pants. Yeah. Oh, he was. I, I was like socks. You are the most adorable little little dude in the world. Like oh. he he needs to be immortalized somehow. Literally. I need a socks to take with me to Paris. To where? Where? A la Paris. To... Um I don't think any French person would have just understood what you said. A la Paris. En français. A la A Paris. You don't need a to Paris. say a la. A Paris. You just say a Paris. French lesson. A Paris. À Paris. <laughs> Je vais à Paris. Je veux à Paris. You want to Paris. Exactly. Okay, moving on. <laughs> Old Buzz. 8 out of 10. He was a really good villain. He was a really this good twist villain. This didn't make sense, villain. though. I, yeah, I, I, mean, I, I thought it was going to be his dad. <laughs> I was too, like, because, because then Toy Story, Toy Story 2. 2. Yeah, he's like, I am your father, but... Doesn't Buzz even say, like, oh my god, dad? Yeah, I'm sure. Yeah, what a, what a which is a nice wee callback. Yeah, but at the same time, the way that, like, because Pixar, like, in the documentary, Pixar got scientists in to show the workings. And in the credits, oh my god, I want to talk about the end credits as well, because the end credits were so emotional. Um, in the credits, they credit all the scientists that work with them to prove that this theory of going at hyperspeed and... and Oh, what's it called? Uh, oh, I can't remember what the what the phenomenon is called that makes him travel faster. E equals MC is squared. Dilation, time time dilation, time dilation. Sure. They got people in, and that's a real thing. But you can only use it to move forward in time. Yeah, I just like, I did not. You can understand. only move forward in time. You can't go back in time. It's you know, even if you're traveling, if you're traveling so fast, you're still going forward. You can't travel backwards, backwards and that does not make any sense at all. So it just creates this huge like even inaccuracy. Even when they tried to um, explain it to us, like I just did not get it. It just went. But right he didn't off. try to explain it. He did. He, he said like it was. When you succeeded, there was like a new timeline and I just like you could go back in time. So I was going to go back in time and do this. But, but then you showed up I, and you're like someone. But that's not how or I didn't think that that was how the multi because that's another multiverse thing. And I was like, like, it would have made sense if he could have used the crystal to time hop between universes, not go back in time. I think there was a bit of there was a bit of like um, if we don't understand it how the how the hell is a child going to understand this <laughs> well a child probably was like oh yeah okay <laughs> sure yeah and then finally we have alicia hawthorne with a nine out of ten i loved her i thought yeah. she was great i really she liked really when great. she was driving when she was really old and buzz was yeah. like yeah 
and she she's smacked him away. Yeah, I thought that was good. Yeah, and her message um, was so great. And it's just even more sad when you think about all the review bombing because it's directed at her as a character. Yeah, I absolutely, and I think that it just it just goes to show how much work and progress still needs to be done mm-hmm. all over all across the world, like to combat That's both right. homophobia and racism because you know that film it really did get review bombed i you know because i went to look on letterbox and it was just like but then then again she dies in the first 20 minutes i know why are you all making such a big deal out of this it's barely like could you not have made could you not have made um izzy gay and have said something like my girlfriend's trapped in there or like even like darby or someone or mo or socks Socks is like I like dick. <laughs> oh my god! <laughs> Love you, Buzz. Oh my god! Instead of and you know how his tail is like a USB stick. Instead of, instead uh, of... don't go any further with that. <laughs> okay, let's 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 move on. Let's go to. Are you ready for themes now? Yes, I am. Thank you very much. Okay themes i had that my the main themes were you know emphasis on journey rather than destination yes and the importance of asking for help and you know facing facing your your past yeah yeah i also had the theme of hierarchy with uh buzz and the rookies as well like yeah buzz is pretty stuck up buzz is like yeah i have to work with rookies yeah. Ooh. Get over what a it. shame, Buzz. You were once a rookie, and but I don't understand. And this then is he said, he said like, oh, I was the worst. I was going to quit. Yeah. Like, how do how you does not, that how work? Do you under- how does that work? And he's like, oh yeah, Alicia told me how good I would be. So obviously he has been where they have, and he's like, Pah. rookies. Like that's so stuck it up. Does and it's not so, make like- sense because when Mo, of course Mo, is. <laughs> <laughs> Mo is saying like, oh my god, I almost killed Socks, I'm such a failure. And Buzz is like, yeah, well, you could do better. Yeah, was, just try better next time. Yeah, that was hilarious. I was like, well, I mean, he did almost kill Socks. And Buzz, Buzz will do anything for Socks. Like, I just love how it's so nice when when um, Buzz keeps picking up Socks. And is like, come here, Socks, yeah. come here. Give and me then my when cat. They, when, yeah, when um, he's trying to leave the like the group of rookies he's like oops i forgot my cat <laughs> i was like yeah you take socks i knew he said sauce again sauce. um i feel like the best line to emphasize the theme of journey not destination was you don't need to save us you need to join us and all that's it's just the right emphasizes that all the characters want to do is help us in his mission yeah and yeah it's yeah. Buzz is very focused on being the hero. Yeah. Being the hero. And I think that's something that that is something that they said in the in the uh, podcast is they didn't want to have oh hang on, I took a note of it on my phone when I was watching the yeah. documentary and it has completely um escaped your mind. Yes, it has. Uh, it's the birth of a hero, not a hero that became a hero. So Buzz had to exactly, redeem himself in some way. Yeah. 
Because, you know, he he obviously was not a hero in the start of it when he crashed the story. turnip. And it's hard to root for Buzz because he's he thinks he knows everything. Like, he thinks he's the best. Yeah. When, when we start to fall in love with him is when he he does take a step back and he does revalue his morals. He realises that, wow, okay, Alicia did have a life and yeah. it was only me that didn't have a life. Yeah, and I, I didn't get to be a part of that life because I was Yeah. Off he, he, um, Millie put it quite eloquently, eloquently even, Buzz fucks the mission. Buzz is so obsessed with the mission. <laughs> He's like, oh yeah, wow. I need to do he, That's all I can think about. Yeah. So Buzz really fucks the mission. That's how that Millie whispered. She was, so beautiful. Well, she didn't even whisper because we were the only people in the cell. She just went, Buzz fucks the mission. <laughs> <laughs> you so, said it, Millie. <laughs> um, so, shall we talk about the score? Yes. So, the composer of the score was Michael Giacchino, who is most famous for um, being the composer of Up. He's done a Ooh, lot okay. of um, Pixar scores. He's one yeah. of their main people okay. uh, that they go to. I... I thought the score didn't. It wasn't a standout score. It did its job. There was there was a there was a theme that ran through. Yeah. Uh, and it was there were some parts that I was like, wow, that's really nice. Mm-hmm. I could notice it. I think it was when he was in space. And there was a big climax, and I was like, okay, this when is definitely Izzy, adding to my was, emotion. When Izzy was in space, is that what you're talking about? Uh, pot, no, I think it was when Buzz was in. Like, I think it was when he reached hyperspeed. I'm not sure. Ah, okay. But um, I thought it was really... I, I mean, I don't think it... It wasn't like, oh my God, that score was so good. But it definitely was true to the film and what the film represented, I think. Yeah. Um, but, you know, obviously... And I... Yeah. Yeah. Is, that, is this the... Was the Starman song used for this trailer? There's a star man. Was that? I'm sure it was. Maybe. For the trailer. Could have been. I have no idea. Uh, I think so. I think it was. Yeah, the score um, really hammered home the sci-fi aesthetic of the film. and Which I'll, I liked. Yeah. A lot of the instruments that were used, I also... They probably might have been used in the Star Wars score as well. Like, I got a yeah. lot of connections Ooh. from Lightyear to Star Wars. One thing I did want to say about the score, which I thought was absolutely genius, considering that the original composer of Toy Story was Randy Newman and not Michael Giacchino. When there were some callbacks to Toy Story, which I'm going to talk about in a while, similar instruments and similar notes were used to the Toy Story score. So I was like, oh, that's Toy Story. Yeah. I knew it right away. I was like, oh, wow. And it was it was really nice. I can't remember quite at what points that it was used, but there were definitely some points. Some points. So if you are watching Lightyear again, just look out for those Toy Story-esque score moments, Yeah. Um, which just remind us that, oh, wait, this is not a film in our universe. This is a film in Andy's universe. Exactly. Yeah, that is that was really well done. Yeah, um, I, I, that's one thing I did notice. And I was like, oh! I was like, oh, I must, I must talk about this. I nearly forgot to say that. Yes. I also feel like the strings in the, the score also give it a grandiose and dramatic feel. Like, because mm-hmm. I feel yeah. like strings are strings majoritively uh, linked with sci-fi 
films, like especially in space, space adventures. It's very easy for them to swell as yeah, well. Yeah, exactly. For them to get, and I think that's what, you know, it needs to happen in these kind of films. There needs to be that dramatic uh, climax, which needs to be mirrored in the score. Literally. I think that you should always be able to listen to the score alone and kind of have an idea of how tense you should feel mm-hmm. and kind of where Because that is at. what I got from West Side Story. Just saying. <laughs> okay, well, we, we don't need to talk about that. Yeah. We've already <laughs> talked about... Um, about West Side Story. If you want to catch that, you can hark over to our, our previous episode after you finish this one. Yes, of course. Um, Arguably the worse um, film than this one. Anna's angry. No. <laughs> <laughs> nah, I'm joking. Okay, what, let's talk about the world building. Yes. I have a few things to say about the world building, which has a wee bit, maybe not world building, but maybe more design of the, the world and the environment. Okay. Did you know, I thought this was just incredible, this was in the documentary, that the director of the film, Angus McLean, built the spaceships out of Lego himself. To animate. Gave them to the, yeah, like, gave them to the, the designers and the animators and said, I want it to look like this. What a fucking advanced Lego builder. Is that like, I, you know, they showed one of them and they were like, oh, this is what I wanted this. Wow. I was just, um, I just thought, God, that's great. That's really good. That is so nice. Angus McLean was actually involved in some of the Toy Story films. He was known as the buzz guy. So if you wanted buzz yeah. to look good, then he was the he was the guy that you went to. He was the, the, the best buzz animator, apparently, wow. of the time. Um, that makes sense that he but, directs this film then. Yeah, well, he, he knows Buzz, and I think Buzz is very close to him yeah. uh, as a character. So um, I, thought that the, I thought that the planet was pretty well done. I'm not sure about the vines. I was like a bit like, oh, The vines, vines were a bit, like, they just became irrelevant when the robots Yeah, I didn't attacked. think that they were too threatening. Yeah, exactly. Yeah. I think they could have been, but, you know, and is that really something that you would have to make a... Like, like I thought, a, I thought they would come, a shield for. Come, yeah, I thought and they would come would back be able to, to like, the vines in the film, like at some point. Yeah, or could you not make like an injection into the ground? But or are the vines controlled? Because they seem to go for whoever. Like, is it controlled by a hive mind, like Stranger Things? Ooh. You know, upside down. Mm. Maybe. But I thought that the most impressive um, parts were when they were in space. Yeah. Yeah. Uh, you know, definitely. I think yeah. obviously there's a lot you can do with space, and I think they did it. It was so like, just so calm and beautiful. Mm. Um. I like. I did like the planet they were on, but I think they could have like, they could have gone a wee bit further with how threatening it was, or. Yeah. I don't I don't know but it just feels like they landed there and built civilization. But obviously they needed a they needed some non-threatening they needed some moderate threat reason to escape the planet. So because if there was no threat at all they would have just stayed. they would have just left. No, because they were just stopping on the course. Oh, that's right. That yeah. was just a source. So they were just stopping on the course. And if there was, like, no threat, they would have just said, okay, that's fine, we know this is somewhere safe. 
but they also needed something that wouldn't interfere with them then having the whole Zerg thing. Yeah. Like, where were the where were the vines when Zerg was there? Where were the vines with the robots? That's a good point. Where were they? I have no Nowhere. Idea. That's Nowhere. true. Like, why didn't... Yeah. I think that this... The plot, it feels... Yeah. It doesn't feel very... Yeah. Like, they introduced the vines and they serve their purpose and they kind of just forgot about them. Yeah. Um, um, but I like the so sandwich, we... sorry. I like the sandwich because it's like meat on bread on meat. And it so represents a new way of life, even though it's so dumb. This is my, this is in one of my plot holes. With the sandwich, what happens if you want a wet filling? Like jam or cream cheese? That is, like, <laughs> is it just, is it just... A piece of bread with... A piece of bread with jam on both sides. Or is it just a bit of bread with jam on the top? Yeah. I have no I love a jam a... sandwich. I can't... I can't remember the last time I had a jam sandwich, but a jam sandwich was like... A st- oh, a jam yeah. sandwich. I don't have a jam sandwich tonight. <laughs> I just love the way you go. Yum. <laughs> Yum. If you could only see Yummy. Anna's face when she does that, like... She, she, I just don't It's out. just hilarious. Do you know what? I think that should be our first post on the Let's Talk Phil Bitches a Instagram. Sandwich. Just a picture of you going, uh-huh. yum. Yeah. Yum. <laughs> um, so, yeah. What did you think about the animation? So. Uh, now, the animation was really great. My, probably my highlight of the animation was the time lapse at the start where they're building the the town like the mm-hmm. match cuts that was mm-hmm. gorgeous and the lighting was amazing mine was a, a point between um well obviously first of all the animation was the best to date everything that pixar does there's never a step back in animation never. you know you you they are so meticulous about the software that they use they have their own software that they've developed that they know how to use Mm-hmm. Um, I actually, this is a fun fact. I was listening to a podcast today about um, Toy Story Three, and okay. um, they were saying that they programmed a formula. Not not Toy Story Three, Toy Story Four, by the way. Okay. They programmed a formula so that the animation software would generate spiders and their webs in random positions throughout the antique shop. So they Whoa. didn't have to animate either the spiders nor the webs. The the webs, because it was Damn. formulaically generated by the software that they used. Oh my god! Um, so you can't you can't go wrong with Pixar. They really know what they're doing. They really you know do. it's a, you know they they know they know how to do it. So, yeah. um, but my um, highlight of this was the lighting. The lighting was beautiful. The lighting was phenomenal. It was there was a point between Buzz and Izzy, and the lighting just was perfect. It was literally pinky. It was just so beautiful. It was a really, really reflected the emotion because people don't realize that light reflects emotion yeah. hugely. Yeah, like light plays the, such a big part in the emotion. Second half of the film, it's like on the dark side of the planet, and all yeah. of the tones turn from like pinkish red to blue. And yeah, black. Uh-huh. it's incredible because when I did my study on on Pixar films and how they well my my study was called why do pixar films make us cry so much 
um, I was talking about colour scripts. And when you look at a colour script, you should be able to identify the emotional climaxes of the movie, you know, looking at the colour. Yeah, exactly. So if they're, you know, if, if they're blue colours, it's most likely to be sad and dark part of the film or more warmer tones, you know, it just, it's really, people don't realise how much lighting and colour does um, for the emotion of a film. So I yeah. thought it was really good. And Pixar's just the uh, best yeah. at this. They, also, you know, they, they can't be beaten. Also when, like, old Buzz finally turns evil and, like, it's like, yeah, well, you're not going to stop me. Like, the lighting in his face changes and, like, there's such a shadow on his face. Yeah. That's really cool. Do you know what else I, I found in the documentary? Um, the director was talking about how obsessed he is with hand positions. Ooh. And he said that by looking at the position of the hand, you should be able to tell how the character is feeling. So I just thought that was really incredible. And, wow. and throughout my second watch, I really... Paid attention to the... Paid attention to how the, how the um, hands were. And it just, it's, it's true. Wow. They did a great job. It just goes to show how much detail Pixar's putting into their films. They spend ages on them, I know. Like they, yeah, they, they really, really put their, like their Pixar, heart and soul into it. Pixar has the time to put detail into them, unlike Marvel. And these, they yeah. were talking about, they were talking about in this documentary the effects of the pandemic on this film. Um, and they were saying that the model of the, not the model, but the plot of the story is quite similar to what they face because, you know, they go for five years making the same film and it's like they were describing it as if they were stuck in a hole and and doing the same thing for four or five years and you pop your head out and suddenly everything's changed yeah and you know it was nice for them to be at home and with their families when they were doing this because they could be a bit more involved Mm -hmm. um but they they said that the the pandemic had a real influence on that that feeling of that Buzz had when he was realizing oh everything's changing yeah. and how it relates to working that is so cool. as an animator and working at Pixar. So yeah. Yeah. So now I want to do you want to start with the good part and the bad part because I have I want to talk about some plot holes that I found which is the bad part but I also want to talk about some Toy Story callbacks that I love. Okay, let's go for the callbacks. So I'm interested to see where the callbacks are. So, Toy Story is probably the film that I have watched the most. I am a huge Pixar fanatic. I know everything there is to know. And um, because Toy Story was such a landmark film for the world of animation, I've watched it, I've analysed it so much. So, you know, I really know this film <laughs> inside out. Yeah, pun intended. When, Inside Out. <laughs> get it. Uh-huh. Get it, guys. See. Inside Out is also a Pixar film. Yeah. Get it. Or at least get in it. 2016. Get it. It's about a teenager <laughs> going through emotions. I think it was 2015, actually. I'm not a Pixar fanatic. <laughs> okay. So when Buzz and Izzy, not Izzy, Alicia, land on the planet, Buzz says there's no sign of intelligent life anywhere. Oh yeah, which is what he says when he comes out into In his box. In, yeah, in his box. He says all the time. He says "drat" and "blast," which is what Buzz says. Buzz the wow. the toy says. This was one of my favorite ones. The spaceship that they get into at the end looks like the box. 
Does it? Like, does it? Yeah. Yeah. So the spaceship that the four of them get wow. into at the end, when they're like, okay, let's go to Gamma Quadrant Sector 4, it looks like Buzz Lightyear the Toys Box, which I just think is great. That is so amazing. Um, Zerg also has his, what I like to call, tennis ball launcher Yeah, weapon I did see that one, yeah. That he uses in the second film. The only thing I would have liked for Zerg is I would have liked his ship to have more of the Toy Story 2 opening Yeah, scenes. I feel like Zerg, like the whole Zerg storyline didn't feel very no, Toy Story-esque because even I mean, the I Zerg that... character design wasn't... Um, it was. I think it was right for what they were trying to do. Um, but I mean that I mean Millie and I watched Toy Story 2 really recently and that first five minutes where Rex is playing his buzz is literally the most iconic one of the most iconic yeah. scenes in cinema history I, I love that that's um, the, that scene. the scene where he's going like through all the corridors and there's like spikes coming yeah, yeah. And I remember I was terrified like I was like oh my god when I was weak like oi and I just wish that there'd been a bit of a callback to that, considering that it was so mm-hmm. iconic for so many people. I guess so he I didn't want that's... to lean too heavily on the Toy Story references. Like, I can understand why, because if you lean too much, it's just like, oh, it's a cash grab. But I feel like at the same time, that was the perfect... I don't think... Because that's something that's reflected in the... Like, it would have made sense with the lore. That is true. Yeah. Do you know what I mean? Um, I also loved... When Buzz said so that he he would say, "You're mocking me, aren't you?" When Izzy was talking about him, like doing the monologue, which yeah. he does to himself, yeah. but he says, "You're mocking me, aren't you?" And that's what he says to Woody as well. He goes, "You're mocking me, aren't you?" Wow. Um. He also says, "Not today, Zerg." Yeah. Which he says in Toy Story, and he also says, "Why don't they answer?" Which is. <laughs> what? really good because why don't they answer because in Toy Story 1 he's like talking into his his thing um, and he's like why, why don't they answer and he says uh, that here as well which I just thought uh, I was like okay these are perfect and it just explains and adds so much more like the next time that I watch Toy Story I'm gonna laugh even more at those things that he says because I'm like oh my god it's from the film this comes from- yeah um, and now on to the somewhat more like yeah okay the plot the biggest plot hole in this film why do they not have a backup crystal like if it can be smashed that easy and it's not like we find out that buzz old buzz has a crystal that's been worn down so why do they not carry an extra one like it just it literally does not make any sense at all it it makes no sense it's probably the most important part of the ship and you don't have a spare like, especially when it's such a huge ship and they're carrying all these people in. Also, I loved when they were in hyperspace. Like, oh, no, they were in hyper... They were in hypersleep. And it was like the, all the toy buzzes in Toy Story 2 and they were all in hypersleep. Oh, yeah. And that's what they were... <laughs> Wow. I thought that was really good. But the only thing that I felt with that and Chris Evans' voicing was it was a bit Captain America knee. It was, yeah. I can it totally was a bit... That. Oh... Um, so that is a huge plot hole. I was like, okay, like, fuck you? off. Like, yeah. that's that's literally not realistic at all. Like, go. how long are you going to be away for? And you're how many <laughs> billions of miles away from Earth? Like, I mean, it does say it's like also, 3.8 million light years away from Earth. 
I think that says at the start. Literally, like. And I think the next also, biggest plot hole will be the time jumping, time hopping, time travel plot hole. Not actually. That's my that's my one after this. So when they're like, when they're like, oh, Buzz, you were away for four years. Is there not like a control team? Like you know when like a a rocket takes off and there's like a team yeah. of people like doing the control. Yeah, it just kind of feels like he's just voop, voop. Yeah, like he's away by himself and no one is monitoring him. Yeah. He's not got a GPS. Like he's like has yeah. he not got some kind of locator and can they not tell that he's still there? Or like, do you know what I mean? Or but like, they do tell seem him to come very back? sure that he's coming back. Like every time he goes away. No, they they don't though because they say I mean the first time because. Alicia's oh yeah, like, of course. We lost you, Buzz. Yeah. Like but I, I mean, get why like, they wouldn't need it the second time, but like, would they not have a control center the first time, like monitoring where he is and like having, like being maybe it lost. You know what I mean? GPS from hyperspace. I don't know. Hmm. Well, and then my third one is the, the one about the time travel. You can't time travel backwards. I yeah, I don't understand it. I don't know. Sorry. It just doesn't make sense. So. You know. Yeah. I also love like these are like minor plot holes. I think my biggest one was let me get to the plot again. Da, 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 da. Yeah, when at the start, when they're on the vines, Buzz shoots his gun a total of two times and then it stops working and he throws it away. Yeah. Like <laughs> come on, Buzz. I yeah. just Yeah, I think that this was definitely a great it was a it I, I think they could have worked up a better way like to destroy the crystal or find out that he needed a new one. Like, could Evil Buzz not have come and taken the crystal? Because he needed the crystal, so surely he would have been able to, like... Like, maybe if when Buzz and Izzy were, like, out exploring the planet, we could have seen someone come and take the crystal and then they can't leave. Maybe. But then but why just... would Buzz need to interact with... But why would old Buzz need to interact with old with new Buzz then? Yeah, because if he were to do that, then the the film would just like could, yeah, that would be it. Yeah. Buzz would be stuck. But um, I just don't, yeah, and I also like that the only the, they have like five um, different things that they can use to make the yeah, it's like the can you not like it's guess? Just, and it's just like a, a mix between the two. I mean, Sox did say that it's like an exact number of how many to put in, but like... Still. Like, if a... But this is a robotic AI cat. Like, if he can work it out, can you not work it out? Exactly. Like, you're supposed to be the top... Like, I was like, bestie, that doesn't make sense. <laughs> bestie. <laughs> <laughs> Lol. Bestie. Yeah. So, yeah. So, what are your final thoughts? Okay, I know I shit a lot on this film going through it, but I did in fact like it. I would yeah, give it. I, I would give it a so. seven out of ten. Overall. Yeah, I, I would probably say somewhere. I wouldn't say that it's. I wouldn't say that it's better than Turning Red, though. It's different, different. It's just different it's, to Turning Red. Different portraying different things, um, but I I don't know. I mean I. I I'm just sick of these Toy Story films. But did you see the end, the very end credit scene? Like, when is there it were Derek? three, there were three end credit scenes. Okay, so I the saw. First one, I saw the one 
where it's like, oh my god, laser shields. Perfect. Yeah. And then I also saw the one where it's Derek, the robot. We're going back yeah. to Derek and he's finally figured out the route to the thing. <laughs> yeah. Well, there's one after all that. Oh, I also want to speak about the end credits as well. So there's one right after that. It's after all the credits have passed, all the Disney logo, all the Pixar logo have passed, and it's Zerg floating in space and his eyes light up so he's still alive. I think I remember is that. that. Call- is sequel? that calling for a sequel? Oh. <laughs> no. Lightyear 2, more light. Or, you know, because in Toy Story 2, they have like this special edition was like your Star Command toy. So well, I would be interested in seeing true. a Disney Plus series, maybe. Yeah. And also, why... This is on the pothole. Why does Izzy, when she's wearing the spacesuit and she goes into space, why does she not have, like, jetpack wings? Yeah. Like, because Buzz... We see Buzz, Buzz at the end has, like, a jetpack. Also, that moment was, like, euphoria when his wings came yeah. out. And it was like, he can fly! Was. I was like... I was like, yeah. yes! Finally. I was I was genuinely so happy about that moment. But um, yeah, I wanted to speak about the end credits because I obviously, I'm, as I've mentioned, I'm really attached to Pixar. It's something that I've been in love with since I was really small. Um, and for a long time, I wanted to work as an animator at Pixar. And to this day, if I could work there, it would be just a dream. Yes. Um, and I'd watched the documentary previously um, before I went to see Lightyear for the second time. And I the whole time the credits were rolling, I was just, my eyes were glued mm-hmm. uh, to, the, to, to the names and to see how many people are involved and how much detail Pixar put into their end credits um, like tape is just, like, did you know that there's, a, there's an end credits, there's, there's a bit in the credits that says future space rangers. I did see that, yeah, I did see that. I was that like, so that's, that's just so wholesome and so like, like they just really care about this film, and it just made me just it just made me really emotional to see. So if you can, if you go and see animated films, if you go and see any film, just stay for the end credits and appreciate the amount of time four years out of yeah, someone's life, like and all worked. the different departments, you know, and everyone is credited in those end credit scenes, and I mean everyone the accountants are credited the food staff are credited everyone that has anything to do with pixar at the time this film was being made and has anything to do with helping the staff is credited and that's Mm -hmm. just really wholesome to see it really is that they are a company that stand for what they do and you know you know that they had to fight for those for alicia to be i know it's you know pixar that was that that wasn't supposed to be in that. You know, Pixar had to fight for that. And they, you know, they had to fight for scenes in, in Turning Red. You know, and that was yeah. a film about about puberty and becoming a woman and are just normal things that every girl goes through. Yeah. And they had to they had to fight for it. Yeah. I remember they had one of those spark shorts out. Do you remember out? Yes. Yes. Got so much hate online for being like queer representative as well. But it goes to show uh, just how much Pixar cares about the LGBT community, even though it gets so much hate for supporting it. Not just the LGBT community, but the yeah, Pixar but, community in general. Yeah. Because, you know, they have this Spark Shorts scheme where they allow, um, you know, people that are generally relatively new at Pixar to 
have a short that doesn't really, you know, nothing big comes out of it. Because if you have a short that um, is, you know, played before a film, that's a big deal. I mean, I think the director for um, for Turning Red, she won the Academy Award for her short. Is it Bao? Bao, yeah. Yeah, she won the Academy Award for that. And that's how she was given permission to, to take on the feature length. Mm-hmm. Um, but the the opportunities that Pixar give to their younger, newer staff, and the time that they take to appreciate them, and they're not they're not like Buzz, where they're like, oh, we hate rookies, you know, mm-hmm. because the, very one staff, person yeah. one person at Pixar could be there for the next fifty years, and something that. I think really represents Pixar perfectly. Another thing in the documentary, after 10 years of working at Pixar, you get a bronze statue of Buzz. Are you saying, are you serious? After 10 years of service, wow. you get a bronze statue of Buzz to represent all the hard work you've done. Buzz represents their values. And um, yeah, I think that's really sweet. That is so cute. You know, obviously I know that, that um, Pixar is out here to make money. You know, they want to make a living, but... They, they, they do it with grace and more, dignity as well. They do. And they, they, um, they have their best intentions at heart. And everyone that works there, if by chance anyone at Pixar discovers this, we, we love you. Yeah, we really do. And we, we thank you for um, bringing these stories to life. So would you watch Lightyear again? No. Jokes. <laughs> I was like, what? We, <laughs> we love me? you, Pixar. No. <laughs> Not this yes, time. Yes, of course I would. Yeah, me too. I would. I was so excited to watch it the second time. I was like, because I was watching socks. the documentary and I was like, I need to see socks again. Yes. Uh, socks. They should have put socks in an end credit scene. They should have. I want socks just as like him, their own. Him thing. firing darts out of his head. Oh, I just thought of another plot hole. I heard this in the Pixar Stomp podcast that I listened to. They were talking about Lightyear. If the ship has blown up at the end, why is there still the robot that comes back? I thought that the ship was like... I have no idea. Like the ship is supposed to, to be the life, the hive mind like for the robots and there's a robot that comes back at the end. How does that work? Maybe they'll, maybe they'll explain Beats it in a sequel. <laughs> Would you watch it again, Anna? Yes, I would. Of course. You said that with a really sad face on you. were like, yes. <laughs> I guess. You just, you're just thinking about your jam sandwich. You're like, yum. I need my jam sandwich. <laughs> okay, guys. So thank you for listening to our yes, review thank you of so much. Lightyear. Our next film is a great film. Uh, obviously, but a bit... Because we had the big hiatus with um, our exams, we kind of missed out on Pride Month. And both Anna and I identify as part of the LGBTQ plus community. So we really wanted to do an episode dedicated to queerness and uh, Pride. So we've decided to review the film, But I'm a Cheerleader, which is one of my favourite films. And I was so sceptical to watch it first. I was like, nah, I don't want to watch this. But, oh my God, Claire Duval is so hot. <laughs> She's so hot. Uh, so it's wow. got Claire Duval in it and, um, oh, what's her name? Jinx played her in Snatch Game. 
Natasha oh, Leon. Yes. From Russian so, Doll. Um, yes. So um, if you haven't watched that film, go watch it. It's a perfect commentary. It's so camp. RuPaul's in it. Um, Damn, work, bitch. Did you not? Did you not? No, know that I don't. RuPaul I know plays. RuPaul. So basically, it's set at a conversion camp. Um, oh. And oh no, don't! It's like a it's like a comedy film, and RuPaul is like the the one that's like helping the men be straight. Like it's wow. so calm. It's so calm. It's hilarious. We need to watch it. It's so. Yes. It's absolutely hilarious. It's just. Well, I can't oh, wait to so watch good. that. That sounds interesting. It is, and I'm so excited to talk about it. Um, so my yes. pick of the week for you for next week is School of Rock. I love that Ooh, film. Another nice. one. I I think I'm gravitating towards films that I watched as a child uh, and that have some kind of like emotional relevance to me because I, I watched that film with my family uh, a lot and I really liked yeah. it so I decided that we actually yeah. studied a scene in School of Rock in, in first year as well oh really? Yeah. which scene? it was the first 10 minutes of the film I think yeah it's it's the first two scenes where he's like at the concert and then he's at the apartment with the guy and, and his girlfriend I remember we watched School of Rock together for the first time. You did, yeah. You had never seen it and you loved it. I did, I did really like it. So I'm really excited That's to watch it That's what Anna again. and I did during lockdown. We FaceTimed each other and we watched films over FaceTime. Because we were trying Minecraft. to do... Oh, we played We played so much Minecraft. Germany land. Germany land. <laughs> Throwback to Germany land. We played Minecraft. Like In the first lockdown, we played Minecraft for like four hours every single, single night because we had nothing else to do <laughs> we had nothing else to do that was my only safe haven and we weren't all that close before yeah we before, really grew i mean obviously we did as, um, as like best friends in the yeah i knew you were going to be in my life forever after after germany land that's yeah, when i knew i was like right. she's a keeper um Same to you. and you know like that's I was I was always looking forward to those nights i was like you know what can't wait to play like i remember just like counting down the hours i was like Two more hours. Oh my god! One more yeah, hour. I was like, you know, and um, it really was, you know, because we we hadn't, you know, it was a, it was in the first lockdown. It was when everything was really scary. Yeah. You know, and we didn't know anything about it, and I like how we can just like reference the lockdown now as if it's like something normal, and as if if we'd said that like three years yeah. ago, and just said, oh yeah, during the lockdown, like. You the lockdown know. we're still in. <laughs> yeah. Three years ago. So what is your film mm -hmm. for me to watch, Anna? So I have two pick of the weeks in mind. One of mm -hmm. them I will be giving you today and the next one will be next week's. They are uh -huh. both war themed. The f Oh. <laughs> so in, um, in spirit of gayness, and pride i'm giving you the imitation game which is Ooh. a film about a man called alan turing trying to crack the enigma code oh it's alan turing yeah yeah i watched this with my flatmate oliver in september i think and i mm -hmm. loved it and i cried at the end it was heartbreaking I'm excited to watch it. You know that Alan Turing is who, obviously gay, yeah. in real life. You know 
Well, and he's Scottish as well because the new. Yeah. Well, you know, I'm going to I'm going to Paris, uh, and the new Erasmus. What? what is replacing the Erasmus funding is actually the Turing scheme. Mm. So that's what it's called. But yeah. also, in Stranger Things, when Will goes to school and Elle's got her like box, like with the the thing in it, um, Will is holding up his poster presentation on Alan Turing. Oh my god! Yeah, that makes yeah. so much sense. Yeah. Aww. So I'm excited to watch that, Anna. Yeah, it'll be a great watch. Get some tissues though for the end. Oh. Just saying. <laughs> just saying. Just saying. I just said it. <laughs> well, thank you so much for listening, guys. This has been a very long episode. Yes, it has. Um. So thank you for tuning in if you've stayed this this yes. um this long. Um. And we'll see you same place, same time next, next week. Yes. If you have any films you want us to review. Leave them down in the comments. You can email us at ltfbpodcast. At Leave them in the comments. Of like the YouTube video. <laughs> oh, does it go up as a YouTube video as well? Yeah, it goes up on YouTube. It goes up on Spotify, Apple, Amazon, my YouTube channel, um, Google Play. Oh, wow. I didn't know that. Yeah, it's, it's everywhere. You can't get, oh, well, can't leave get it in away the comments. from Let's Talk Film Bitches. <laughs> I bet some people wish they can after our... Um, our socks buzz theory (laughs) socks is buzz um yeah well you can find us on instagram at let's at ltfb podcast Um, as you can see you can email us at ltfb podcast at gmail.com find us on any podcasting services um, and please tell your family tell your friends help us grow Yes. Tell everyone and you know. Please give us a rating on Spotify and Apple if you have the please chance. Do. That would really help please do. Please, please, well. please. It does really help us boost our popularity and um, gets us out there. So thank you so much. Yes. Um, and we can't wait to record the next episode, which is on. Um, but I'm a, I'm a cheerleader. So excited to talk about that. Um, so yes. if you haven't watched it yet, make sure you go watch it now. And we hope you have enjoyed. Lightyear. Hope you have a great day and a wonderful evening. Bye, guys. Bye. Bye, Anna. Bye. Bye. Bye.